All right, we're back at another Making Waves podcast. And uh, again, I can't begin to describe the excitement in the room. There's a lot of people in conversations with one another. Just had uh, Admiral Brian Santarpia on, talking about the excitement in the dockyard, talking to business leaders here, you know, Rich Gravel from Talos just recently, talking about how SMEs are really thriving in, in the moment. And, you know, what Admiral Santarpia said, I thought was really interesting. He said, everybody here is serving, but they're serving in, uh, in different ways, some with industry, some in the military. And our next guest has served both in the military and continues to serve in a very big way in this uh, sector for sure. I can't wait to get into conversation with Louise Mercier, but before I do, I want to acknowledge the fact that Louise and Jerry just reunited with one another for some time just over here before we met so it's 35 years 35 years ago 1986 yeah so it's uh it's nice to (laughs) reconnect and uh get on it so louise why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself well uh al and jerry thanks so much for inviting me here today this is so fun to be a witness to your success and your ability to share the great news about what's happening on the east coast uh, my name is Louise Mercier. I'm a senior vice president at Rubicon Strategy. That's a team that helps companies connect with each other and with the government. And during this time, unprecedented spending in the Navy and the Coast Guard, our federal fleets, uh, I got to say, it's a great place to be. Uh, I, I grew up in Ottawa. I met you two Newfoundlanders uh, back in 1984, mm-hmm. remember? <laughs> Uh, we were all commissioned together in 1986 out in Victoria, so we're all a long way from home. Yeah. Uh, yes. And um, over the years, I've built a career uh, in the defense sector, uh, progressively moved up the ranks. I've done uh, billions of dollars in sales to various governments around the world. Wow. And uh, what I'm also proud of is balancing that with community service. I'm currently the chair of the Pearly Rito and Veterans Foundation in Ottawa. And I've just been recently elected as the Vice President Maritime Affairs for the Navy League of Canada. Wow. Uh, I retired off of the board of the Conference of Defense Associations Institute, which was a great opportunity. So, and you know, two kids who are doing really well. So that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> as if you're not busy enough, you're giving back to the community. That's uh, a common theme, Alan, we've heard. 100%, especially with very strong, powerful leaders. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Louise, that's quite a journey. That's quite a lot of things that you've accomplished. When you were a young woman wa- marching through the gates of Albert Head that so many years ago, Memories. did you ever envision it would turn out like this? <laughs> uh, no, but you know, I kind of hoped right. that I would create a successful life and have a happy family and make a difference in my community. I came from a family. We, we grew up, my family was from Northern Ontario. And it's very much like Newfoundland. It's very much like the East Coast in Northern Ontario. We kind of stick together. You know, you're up on a godforsaken rock in North Bay. Sound familiar? (laughs) And you really have a sense of community that's really important. And in the early days of my career as a woman in the defense sector, community wasn't, you know, you're supposed to just focus on business, to be taken seriously. And I think I was really lucky to balance both of those things and and uh, and build build a successful career and and help hopefully a lot of people along the way. I don't know if you know, but I'm the founder of Women in Defense and Security. With wow. didn't know that. 
There you go. So, Aren't Louise, you glad I mean, we caught up today? Listen, Absolutely. Louise, you've paved the way here. I mean, you, you've paved the path here for many women in this industry. Uh, in some respects, I, I think that's probably true, and I think a part of leadership is acknowledging your role. But I'm also extremely mindful on the shoulders of women I stand on, and that I am just a transitioning carrier of the torch. You know, I'm meeting some smart young women meeting some smart young men. Like I, I'm glad that we're getting to that stage where that's blurring and we're just looking at capability. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't care if someone's a man or a woman or pink or purple. If they can do the job, man, I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. And I need I need that. I right. need that to be able to be successful, for my clients to be successful. There's you know, we're recapitalizing the Navy with uh, Canadian surface combatants and it's a really critical program for the Navy. I don't need to tell you guys, you're retired naval officers. But I don't think our average Canadians understand the economic impact on yeah. the region and that it's not just in Halifax, it's across the country. 100%. And the Coast Guard, I mean, they've got Arctic, off they've got uh, icebreakers coming down, they've got medium icebreakers, we've got the offshore patrol vessel. We've got a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, and Louise, you get this real sense of collaboration in this community would you agree I mean people want to see everybody thrive here they want to see everybody succeed I, I like your take on that that's yeah. very true uh, we live in a world of cooperation right you know I'm I love that word never heard it before <laughs> gonna write it down they should and yeah I wanted to be trademarked um, <laughs> cooperation is about you know we might compete in some areas but we cooperate in another so we're really uh, interdependent teams um, and uh, and, and we need each other to be successful. You know, I'm in the consulting business, but I need competitors because then I have conflicts right. where I can't take all the work. I need to be able to have people I trust in the community that we balance each other off. And I think that's been a good learning curve for this community that just because you're competing doesn't mean you're enemies. Right. It's just a competition, leave it on the ice. Right, yeah, 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 <laughs> that's right. And that's a, that's a great way to explain But you see that here, right? I mean, there's companies, there's no doubt, that are in competition with one another, but it's a collaborative feeling here. There's it no is. doubt about it. So much opportunity in this industry right now. Talk to us about that. Well, the opportunities are multiple because it's not just the opportunity in Canada, but it's the opportunity to become part of somebody's supply chain and be part of somebody's export opportunity. Right. So I think of companies that are investing in Canada. Certainly, Talis and Lockheed made long-term investments many years ago that are paying off. But there's companies like Vard that are here and BMT from Britain and Marshall Aerospace, right. and they are all committing to building jobs for Canadians. And then what they produce will come to Canada as a capability or a service, but then those Canadians can also contribute to exports. And that's really what's really exciting. It's not just for us, because none of these defense companies can survive just doing business in Canada. Right. We don't, we're not, you know, we're not a superpower. We're right. like other middle-sized powers. Yeah. We have responsibilities to defend our own sovereignty and our own interests but we also have alliances we have to be a part of and they expect to coin a phrase from a colleague some burden sharing yeah. and I think that excitement you're talking about with yeah. some of those companies and more I'm looking at the blue drop banner there I mean they are becoming world leaders in training and simulation in that yeah. niche quite different from CAE another yeah. great Canadian company. right yeah so I think you're I, I love the energy that you're capturing in, in these conversations right. because that's how it feels right Right. Isn't it amazing, Louise, to be able to walk up and down these walkways and point to the companies and know the successes they're having? Absolutely. You know, a couple of years ago, 
there's a small company, uh, it was called JSK, and they were just a small little, they were in one of these little booths, and last year they hockey sticked. And I remember sending the vice president, a guy named uh, Paul Parson, sending him a, a note saying, congratulations, you've hockey sticked. But it's more than that. Now they've bought a Canadian company, they're exploding in Canada, and, and, and Canadians enabled that, right. you know? Canadians and the hope and the investment and the partnerships and the ex like I can't say enough about that export opportunity. Right. Like it's not enough to sing to the choir. You got to get out and send your message around right. the world that yeah. you are a capable defense capability provider. Right. And it's funny and uh, it's it's interesting to watch government and academia and industry all work together, right? So government allows some, not allows, but encourages opportunity to, to export and the like. It seems like everybody's in the boat rowing together right now. It's a fun time to be here. Well, I know that you've been very uh, involved in the academic components, which if you don't mind me saying so, in 1984, I might not have predicted that. <laughs> <laughs> That's as... Fair enough, okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that statement. Uh, but, um, you know, for both of you, I knew what you were doing because we were part of that naval network. Right. Yeah. And, in fact, you personally uh, uh, elevated the role of academia for me yeah. in your social media, in your outreach, and it made me think more about how to get DRDC involved. I don't know if you know, but I also run Navy Outlook for CATSI, the Canadian Association of Defense uh, Industries. And bringing all of those components together is a critical part of chairing that day. Yeah. And that's a day where the Navy stands up and says, here's all the programs we want to invest in. You know, 700 people or 600 people show up right. from around the world. Yep. They wouldn't be doing that if there wasn't the synergy and connectivity right. that you're talking about. Yep, exactly. But academia is showing up more and more, and the DRDCs. I know right. here in Halifax, yeah. Bedford, they're very busy. Valcarci is doing C4ISR yeah. work. The West Coast is investing. Irving's investing here in Halifax right. in more R&D. Like, they wouldn't be doing that if yeah. the government hadn't created this opportunity. Jerry, your thoughts? I, I got to say, you know, we've been doing this since December 2020. Yeah. Uh, it's exciting for us to be invited by Genoa to make this podcast called Making Waves. To actually be sitting here with you after all these years and listen to you talk, I'm actually getting a little emotional because despite the fact you had some good nature ribbing against <laughs> Alan, you know, we were young, 17, 18, 19-year-old young men. And cute. Well, you know. <laughs> All the Newfoundlanders are cute, but you know what? We, it was it was a real challenge to try and mature, and and like you said, you, you said to us, you wanted, you hoped you'd have a successful career. In reflecting, you know, the Navy was difficult for me. I struggled mightily within the naval um, world, but it shaped me. And meeting you and seeing how much of a role model you are for women, I, I was just removed from my father. My father died a couple of years prior to me enrolling in the Navy. I was still trying to come to terms with that, but I had a strong mother who unfortunately just passed away a couple of months ago. So what I want to say to you is that, you know, thank you for your leadership. And I have two nieces living here in Halifax. I want them to see this and see you as a role model. Oh, you're so fine. Well, Louise, what a great conversation here on Making Waves. I mean. There's no doubt about it, you are intersecting this industry 
and impacting it on many, many levels. And thank you for doing that. And thank you for your optimism of all the great things that are going on. I mean, you've got to be proud of the things that you've accomplished. And if you're not, I can tell you, we're proud of what you've accomplished. So thanks very much for making waves. Well, thank you very much, and I hope you guys continue your great work with this podcast. Thank you to our friends at Genoa yeah. for being a part of DevSec and helping to represent the industry. I know they're a great design firm, and they have great people. Uh, I remember meeting Len Peacor a couple of years ago, yeah. knowing he was a leader. But, you know, I, I hope it's not just limited to leadership of women. I hope it's leadership, thought leadership, community 100%. leadership, business leadership. But I do appreciate the nod. And, and seeing you two guys after so long is just my great pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Louise.